Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. The Volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure. It's easy to use, okay? FanDuel always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, When you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, sim game, parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay. Plus, I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 and present in select states only. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. Arizona, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700. Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net. West Virginia. What's happening, everyone? Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is Monday, September 26th, and that means it is time 
for a brand new episode of Snaps, your new favorite daily college football podcast. We're here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Shout out to Papa Colin and the Volume team. Hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to our podcast feeds, rate, review, and text your friends about it. If you love it, it's going to be a big Monday today. And as always, shout out to FanDuel who puts this thing on, use the promo code SNAPS. If you're just signed up, got all kind of great deals going on all the time, like no sweat bets, yada, yada, yada. It's the best, dude. Uh, welcome in. I am T-Bob Bear, uh, and I'm here, as always, with QB1, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dude? Man, what's going on? It was a, an awesome weekend, a lot of fun. I mean, college football right now, it's in its prime. And we kind of started the year off talking about hey, there's only a handful of teams that are going to win the national championship. And that may still be true at the end of the day, but doesn't mean that we're not going to get exciting football every single week. And doesn't mean we're not going to get upsets left and right throughout this college football year. And this this season, the parody in college football right now uh, within these conferences, uh, it's super exciting. I mean, you look at the Big 12, you look at the Pac-12 and, and kind of yeah. where they've uh, risen to right now. I would say the SEC is extremely competitive, mostly on the West side, but there's a couple teams in the East that may not yet, but just overall right now, college football, it's great because we just don't know. And I'm being honest here. We don't know every single Saturday what is going to happen. So it's only week four, strap in, get excited. Make sure you continue to come to us Monday through Friday Shoot, Saturday yeah. night we got we got Jiggy with it too, and uh, we're gonna have some fun oh. breaking these games down. <laughs> we jiggy with it, got Bob. Jiggy with it. Okay, dude, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool phrasing there. Aaron. Actually, Aaron did get Roy Williams on, which is awesome. And then I showed up about midnight as just a drunken tornado uh, that just yelled <laughs> things into a mic for thirty minutes before logging off. Uh, I, I mean, go rewatch my post game montage from LSU, New Mexico. I was, I, I guess I just buried all that LSU domination underneath a uh, sea of mezcal, which, you know, makes sense playing New Mexico agave and all that. Uh, you mentioned though, Aaron, the parody right here, as far as AP top 25 goes, once you get outside the big three, it is pretty sexy, dude. I mean, Michigan, okay. So Michigan, Clipson, USC, Kentucky, Tennessee, Oklahoma State and NC State rounding out the top 10, especially look at that six through 10. USC, Kentucky, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, North Carolina State. That is fun. That is very fun. That makes me excited for a 12-team football playoff here in the future. And we'll talk about a lot of these teams because you mentioned the conferences. And right now, if you look at Bill Connolly's S&P Plus rankings, the Big 12 is actually the second best conference in football the Big Ten being third, and even the Pac-12 now has leapt over the ACC. You're like, but what is S&P Plus? Well, we're going to get into that because we have a new AP Top 25, but we've also got a new S&P Plus Top 25. And a lot of things are at odds with one another between the two, right? Like, for instance, UGA is one in the AP, three on S&P Plus. Uh, a big one, USC, us, the Trojan boys, fight on. USC, six. In the AP top 25, 25th in the SP Plus. So you ask yourself, team up, how does this happen? As we and, and the game we're gonna play together, we're calling it man versus machines. Okay. We are trying to say who is more right, the press riders and the human beings ranking the teams, or the the math, the data. Now, we should say this at the onset. 
when you are talking about comparing these two things, the AP poll is a reactive measure, okay? We honor accomplishments and punish failures based on the results of the game. It really doesn't even matter the stats you put up. It's just do you win or do you lose and how good of or bad loss was it? The S&P Plus is the opposite. It is a predictive measure. That means that a team can, uh, let's say a team plays very well but loses, uh, they will not fall very much in the S&P Plus because the data, the stats that they are looking at remain very good. The bottom line is the S&P is like, no, no, that's still a good team. They just had an off day. We don't engage with that sort of nuance when it comes to the AP. So let's look at the polls and see where we land. And we start, Aaron Murray, with your Georgia Bulldogs. Um, and no way, Barge, I was not in Tigerland uh, Saturday evening. I was getting paid. I was working. I was doing my post-game show where I'm quite literally paid to drink and then talk about football. Uh, but man versus machines, round one. UGA, number one in the AP Top 25, number three behind Alabama and Ohio State in the S&P Plus. Aaron, who has it more correct here, the man or the AI? I would say the man has it more correct right now when you look at the polls. Um, I just think overall, I think my biggest issue with the entire man versus polls at the moment is I get the algorithms. And I know you love the algorithm, T-Bob. That's your world. You are the, um, <laughs> the, the Star Wars man. You love when machines take over. I get it. But there's <laughs> only so much you can do machine-wise. You, I, I trust the eyeballs. I trust these two things right here. When I turn on the tape and watch film, like these two things, like I, once again, like I've watched football my whole life. So yes. I feel like I, I made somewhat good and I make mistakes. Once again, I make mistakes. There's always going to be, make, you're always going to make mistakes here and there. But overall, I trust what I've seen watching football at every single level majority of my life. When I, when I comes to ranking certain teams at certain levels, the biggest issue with the man versus machine is there's a lot of damn games. There is. There's a lot of games to watch. This isn't the NFL where there's, you know, 14, 15 games a week. You can kind of watch them all, dissect them, and be done with it. There is a ton of football. There's a ton of conferences. It starts at, at, at noon and runs till 2 o'clock in the morning, and there's just not a lot of time to, to be able to watch and fully understand where your team's good, where their weaknesses are, how that matches up against other teams in their conference, to figure out, hey, this team has a legitimate chance to win this these many games. This team has a you know is going to lose here because their offensive line doesn't match up against this. You can't watch all the tape. You can only watch as much as you can't. That's where the human element is flawed right now. Um, and a lot of these people, they, they I just don't know if they take the the time necessary to really watch the film. Are they just turning on ESPN on Saturday night and just watching the highlights? instead of really seeing the strengths and weaknesses of these football teams. So that's my only issue with the, the human side of it. But I can tell you as, as someone who loves film that watches, I try to watch as much as I can. I mean, I was on the flight to Savannah today. I got two or three games in another two or three when I landed. Um, I feel, I feel like I can trust that more than some of these algorithms. So sorry, T-Bob. Well, okay. Okay. So, but Aaron, so this is where it gets interesting because you, right now like you yourself are the perfect example of this man versus machine question because in our best bets you have been 
uh, borderline perfect. You are eight and four over these first four weeks, two and one every single week. That is against the spread. That would actually outperform something like the S&P Plus. However, what did we say about this USC pick? Trust our eyeballs. We watched a lot of football. We watched the film. There is no way USC is not going to cover. What did the S&P algorithm have that game at? It had USC winning by 3.8. So it's it, sometimes, I mean, it's it's tough to say. Both can be correct. I think this, I am with you. I think humans have this one more correct than does uh, the computers. Uh, and And I think ultimately, I think it's because uh, when you look at C.J. Stroud or you look at Bryce Young, I worry that when they run up against an elite defense, and I guess namely I'm saying uh, Georgia's defense here, Georgia's defense is uh, perhaps such an outlier that I feel like they will struggle more than anything Stetson and the Bulldog offense will run into. Um, I also think that, like, look, if you just look at the raw numbers, which, again, this is all data-driven, uh, Alabama being in front of UGA makes sense. Uh, right now, actually, bit surprising to read this, but Alabama's right ahead of him in points per game, points allowed per game, total defense, and they're right behind in total offense. So all those numbers are going to add up to pushing Bama ahead of UGA. And a tete-a-tete matchup, I would still take the Bulldogs. But but are you at all worried about this? So Connolly released a fatal flaw article today, Aaron, and he has um, UGA's potential fatal flaw being a passive pass defense. They haven't really racked up sacks. Um, surprisingly, when it comes to passing success rate, they are 81st in the country. And all that is is a per-play measure of like, okay, to be successful, what do you need to gain here? How often are you allowing teams to game it? Like the scores don't really reflect it, but teams have maybe had some success through the air. So when you're talking about Bryce, you're talking about CJ, like, can this UGA defense match up with those weapons? Well, first off, Jalen hasn't played the best. I think Jalen Carter, one of the best players in all of America for Georgia, hasn't really played the past two weeks, was banged up, I believe with an ankle injury, did not play much for South Carolina last week and did not play at all this past weekend. And you have to think about, you know, kind of when I was watching the film this past weekend of some of the completions that went against that Georgia defense, a lot of it was more the RPOs, those quick slants in the inside, the bubbles, the quick screens to the outside, shoot the one long gain that they gave up for the touchdown. All it was was a screen to the outside. I don't know if it was the corner or if it was Chris Smith coming down that just had, you know, essentially piss poor leverage. Someone should have been forcing the ball carrier back to the inside into the middle of the field. They didn't. That dude had some speed. He took it to the house for a touchdown, but it was a screen pass essentially. So, and then, like I said, the majority of the passes I saw complete were a lot of just skinny slants. The RPO reads, linebacker moves one way, you rip the slant off of them, safety's playing about 10 yards, it's a catch, it's a tackle. Uh, I don't see this defense getting beat deep with explosive plays over and over again. I think they're too good on the back end. We've seen it all year with, you know, Chris Mix and Smith and, you know, the freshmen on the back end. I think their corners are, are, are with Ringo and Lassiter are just fine. So, you know, I think the one area that that does concern me when it comes to pass defense isn't the secondary. It is the front four. You know, last mm -hmm. year they were able to generate pressure and pressure and pressure, whether it was with, you know, exotic blitzes that landing was was dialing up or with, you know, just how talented they were uh, with those front four guys. This year, I'm not seeing it right now. 
You know, I want to see more from Nolan. I want to see more, obviously, when Jalen's back, him being that disruptor in, in the middle of the field. So, you know, that's that that will change as they get healthy. I think they're just kind of seeing who they're playing right now. Let's wait till we start getting into the meat of our SEC schedule, allow those guys to make sure they're 100, 100% ready to go for the rest of the year. So those stats will improve. Uh, so I'm not too stressed about it. Uh, okay, so we are in agreement. After round one, we have sided with the race of men. Forget about you, machines. Uh, round number two, Clemson, currently fifth in the AP, top 25, 13th in the S&P rankings. And I'll start here. Um, I think that the S&P is closer to the truth here. I don't think that Clemson feels like the fifth best team in the country. Um, they haven't looked particularly overwhelming offensively, though. Uangalale uh, had a fantastic game in that wonderful high-scoring duel that we retreated to on Saturday. But, Aaron, I'm not knocking them because the offense, right? Like, I'm actually knocking them because Clemson's defense has been bad this year. And they're getting by on kind of name recognition. I think in terms of how we think about the defense, the reason why they're still top five in the AP top 25 is because they started so high and they haven't lost, right? But but when you look at their actual numbers, they rank 105th in passing success rate allowed, 107th in completion rate allowed, 92nd in passer rating allowed. And this is with that fearsome front that we talked about that was supposed to be dominant. So no, man, I, I think, I think the data is right on this one. I think Clemson is overrated in the AP. And I think the only way that they can change that if, is if Uyunglele continues to build and play fantastic. Cause I don't know what it is. He just plays so robotic and kind of clunky feeling that, it doesn't feel like he's playing as well as his numbers would suggest right now. I mean, so 10 picks to one touchdown. I mean, sorry, 10 touchdowns to one pick. Like, his raw numbers are great. It just doesn't look good or feel good watching him all the time. No, and then you hope that he would use this to, 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 to take that next step and build that confidence and continue to move forward with this offense. But I'm with you right now. I kind of look at Clemson, and I'm not sold – yet and maybe it was wake forest and their offense and the way they did it i i said it last week on the show you know they were going to give them troubles the way that 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 rpo zone read really forces a defense line in front seven to kind of slow down a little bit and that was was the strength of clemson's defense was going to give them some issues because i don't trust the back end of what clemson has so you know and it, this goes back to our discussion about georgia and just yeah. where I would say college football is in general. Like this is this is a, a pass first league, and not just the ACC, but just all over the country right now. Uh, offenses in, in in college, if you can't stop the pass, you're going to be in trouble. And if your your corners and secondary can't match up with three or four deep uh, when it comes to receivers and all this ten personnel we're seeing, you're going to be in trouble. So I still I think DJU is good. I think he is a ton of potential. I think we saw that potential this week. But you can't win me over with one game. I'm sorry. Like, you got to show me, can you do it every single week before I yeah. trust you? And then all of a sudden, we did see the flaw with the defense, and it's pretty damn bad. So I need to see more of DJ before I say this team is, is good enough that if they continue to have issues on defense, the offense is going to be there to pick them up and, 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 and win them football games the way they did on the road this past weekend for first Wake Forest. So I'm with you on this one. 
give me the big bad machines over yeah. man on, on the polls. Yeah, man. It's like T2 in this bitch. I agree. It uh well, I mean, look, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the ACC. So we'll see. And then again, what happens with the UNGLA runs up against a good defense, even though Wake Wake's maybe not the worst. They got some pressure, but still. Okay, so round two goes to the machines. We think Clemson are fakes. We think they're closer to 13 than to five. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show. And football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because check this out, guys. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So you can bet up to $1,000 on your first bet. And if you don't win, you will get free bets back with which then you can win your money back. So just go ahead and sign up with the promo code SNAPS, all one word, promo code SNAPS, and check it out. I'm looking at this Thursday night's NFL game. The undefeated Miami Dolphins going to Cincinnati to take on the one and two Bengals, but the Bengals are favored by three and a half? Huh? What that's telling you, the Bengals are the play here, okay? I know Miami's looked very good, but water finds its level, and Joey B and the boys are going to go ham this Thursday night. Yeah, so I would go Bengals. Maybe, maybe good all. The point is, you can go with whatever you want. And if you want to get into Joe Burrow player props, maybe Tyreek Hill, maybe Tua Tagovailoa, whoever, any same-game parlays, it's all there for you on FanDuel. Just a ton of different choices, okay? The app is safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. You get paid your winnings very quickly. So what are you waiting for? If you have not signed up yet, sign up today, promo code SNAPS, and you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So let's make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. J-Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million-plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. 
What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Here's the biggest gap on today's list, Aaron, and that is our Trojans. As uh, we are the Petit Trojan boys, and uh, USC right now ranked sixth in the AP Top 25, 25th according to the robots in the data Aaron, who has it right man or machine can we can we like split the middle here uh mm. I, I would say i'm leaning not in a game where you have to pick one or the other no you cannot no, <laughs> that's it that's, that's, so that is the voice of god there our wonderful dm is ryan brumley our producer yeah whose literal entire existence is to force uh yes to force opinions like this so no Aaron, you're not allowed to sit on the fence um, I am, I'm kind of like in between right now, based on what we saw this past week. No, I, I, I would lean more towards man. Uh, it's, I would say actually lean more towards man, especially after this weekend, because we kept saying, okay, and you, you, you brought up a good point a few weeks ago, T-Bob of how good's the defense, you know, they're not very big. They're not yeah. physical. Well, I think if you look at their league, how big and physical do you really need to be on defense? It's not like you're facing a bunch of mauling offenses that are just going to run it down your throat and dominate the line of scrimmage. That's not the Pac-12. So when you look at their football team, they actually match up really well for their season and what they're going to be able to do. I think it was more of a glitch what we saw on offense this past weekend. Uh, I just thought Caleb was just had one of those days. He was off. And it was good to see him lead that final drive and throw an absolute dart for the for the yeah. you know the go ahead touchdown to win the game from them, so the defense continues to step up. They continue to force turnovers, four interceptions in that football game. We know the offense is freaking legit. So yeah, I'm going to lean more on the man side. You watch the film. To me, they they have one of the best offenses in the country. Uh, it just wasn't their night, unfortunately. And their defense is getting better and better, and they're turning they're, they're getting turnovers. So 100, percent I'm with USC and the man. They're they're a top 10 team in my mind. So, in terms of explaining the gap, right, how does USC end up all the way at 25? It's not hard to understand because USC's defense should be pretty unsustainable, right? Especially if your goal is to build out a predictive measure. Like, if you look at and, and this probably sounds especially weird because you're like, wait, T-Bob, your first thing you're going to do is crap on the USC defense and they just held Oregon State to 14 who's averaging 47. And it's like, I understand that, but if you look at SC – they haven't necessarily been great on a play-to-play basis, but they are very opportunistic, right? And they create these big turnover moments, and they've done it consistently. 
But that is something that computers are not going to give you credit for because they don't think it's very reliable uh, going forward. They much more prefer that play-to-play dominance. So that's how USC ranks so low here. Uh, and, and you know what? I think the machines have the truth of the team correct, but I'm going to side with the human beings because of the schedule. Right, like I, I, I get it. USC has these fatal flaws that I do think will crop up if they were to make a playoff. But when I look at this schedule, I mean, certainly Utah remains a challenge. Um, Notre Dame will be interesting to see by the end of the year, if nothing else, because I think their defense can present problems. But when I look at the rest of this schedule, I still think it's entirely possible that USC runs the gamut here, and if they do that even if you don't really think of them as a top four team in the entire country, they will be a top four team in the entire country. So I'm going with the humans here, dude. Go with the humans. Actually, I kind of answered both right after Brum told us not to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You picked both, and Aaron didn't pick either. What do you mean I picked the humans? I picked <laughs> – I, I didn't let them you know, cause us some, some money damages over the weekend to hurt my overall thoughts yeah. of what I thought about the Trojan boys. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We're still on board, and it's okay, Aaron. You made up for any monetary losses that anybody on the team suffered for your excellent Mizzou versus Auburn under, which hit like a charm. A little bit of first half, you know, stay on target, stay on target, and then the third quarter, just easy cruising, dude. I mean, kick your legs up, start to write the checks. Easy no, I'm not money. Gonna lie. I was, I was stressed. I was stressed. Like fourth quarter, I'm like, man, <laughs> this is making money. I'm a genius. I told everyone like this was like put your mortgage on this bitch. And then I'm like, oh man, like I, I'm, I'm literally beating myself uh, because they're going to go into some crazy overtime where each team's going to score touchdowns for the first two or three possessions. Then it gets into two. Yes, dude. I was worried about it. I'm like, dude, one of the worst games I've ever seen is about to screw me because of overtime. So uh, luckily it didn't. Gambling is so much fun when you do it with responsible amounts that you're okay with losing. Uh, By the way, FanDuel sign up promo code snaps. Next on the man versus machine list, Ole Miss. 14. Okay, so actually, Aaron, am I wrong here? This is the first time where we have the reverse, where Ole Miss is 14 on the AP, but number six in the S&P. So the first instance where the machines like a team better than the humans do. And I got to let you start here, because I got to be honest. I I don't know. I don't know what to make of this Ole Miss team. You've watched this team. You've called this team. Who has it right here? Uh, the man has it right once again on this one. Okay. Uh, wow. I mean, I don't know how either you watch the film from this or you, you see the results from this past weekend's game and have any confidence in, in, in Ole Miss going forward, not to be a good football team. They're still going to be a good football team, but to be an elite team in the SEC, man, they got whooped up front, especially their defensive line got absolutely destroyed up front. Uh, and they got lucky that Tulsa starting quarterback, uh, got hurt in that football game because he was absolutely dealing early on. Um, you know, gave up 262 yards rushing on the ground. So, man, this offense will be fine. I love their running backs. I think Dart's a stud. They got some dudes on the outside. O-line, I think, is going to be fine. They kind of let the, the the pressure off there in the second half. But I think they're going to struggle on defense a little bit. I think they're going to struggle against teams like Arkansas that want to line up and play big boy ball and just run it down your throat. So, I think – you know, we, we, we talked about it on Saturday night, like, you know, who's going to be that, you know, who's the second best team in the SEC West? 
and we kind of talked about Ole Miss and you know I kind of watched the game but on the TV copy then earlier today I watched it or last night I watched it on the coaches tape and I'm not sold man I really am not sold I'm, I'm, I'm actually questioning Ole Miss more than I was two days ago based on what I saw so uh, I'm willing to agree with man here I think they're out of the top 10 in my opinion all right. Um, as far as I go, we're going to get the perfect answer this weekend because Kentucky is the exact opposite here, Aaron. They're ranked seven in the AP, but 16 in the S&P Plus, right? So we will literally see who is more correct in their objective views of these teams. Or is it man? Is it machine? I'm kind of feeling machine right now as well. I do not think in the SEC that the six yards a carry, that the 280 yards per game that Ole Miss is putting out on the ground right now, I don't know that I find that to be sustainable against better competition. And outside of Tol Tulsa, credit them for doing exactly what they needed to against lesser competition. But no, I think um, I think the machines have the right of this. You know, bro, maybe this game is proving that we're just actually pretty biased towards um, – towards machine or you know towards our own humanity but we'll we'll see uh last one on the list this is another big boy here lsu unranked by the humans number 12 according to the s p plus dude a uh, bit of an old miss disconnect here um i will say this while i'm not sure if it is a figment or not outside of the first three quarters against florida state uh, for the remaining, um, however many quarters it's been since 13. LSU has been, uh, thank you very much. Uh, chill out. Don't make fun of me. Um, for the remaining 13 quarters, LSU has been not just good, not great, but almost like a, a well, they've been a fantastic football team. And then you look at Florida state, they're now four. zero. they're climbing in their own way. Uh, meaning that in, you know, the S and P you're going to get a little bit of bonus points for that because it's all about quality of opponent. And, I mean, just look at this last box score, Aaron. Now, this has a way of juicing up the data, but they gained over 600 yards against New Mexico while holding the Lobos to 80. It was like 21 first downs to two. Like, of course, that's going to put your thumb on the data scale. So, I am very excited. I think we'll get some answers this Saturday. Um, early best bet here that I probably won't put my best bets because I probably shouldn't have put LSU bets in my best bets. I put a pretty big boy on LSU to cover the seven and a half this weekend against Auburn. I think Matt House in this defense is locked in right now. I think they found some answers on O-line. I think Jaden Daniels is a gamer. And I think this is a team, after this awful first impression, that has been really consistently improving in a very clear ways. So, yeah, I, 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 like, um, I like the machines here. I don't think they're 12, but I think LSU will be ranked by the end of this year. No, I I am I'm I'm leaning closer to uh, the machines than man here. The issue is you go back to the first game. When was it? It was Sunday night, uh, right? It was Sunday yeah. night, and and everyone was watching it. Everyone was watching that debut. And not only did LSU LSU lose, but they looked like crap. Uh, there was turnovers. There were special team errors, uh, blocked field goals, yeah. penalties. They just looked like a very undisciplined team. And I think. If that game was, say, at noon on Saturday or like somewhere tucked into Saturday where not a lot of people are watching it, I think you may see a ranked team this week for, oh. for LSU. But I think the fact that so many people have that FSU game still in their mind of how yeah. undisciplined they were, what they look like, it's a home game, it's Brian Kelly, and it just did not meet 
essentially the expectations, that's that's what they're thinking about. They're not thinking about because they didn't watch them. You know, no one tuned in to watch LSU versus Southern. No one tuned in first versus New Mexico. You know, SEC right. people tune in to watch them versus Mississippi State, but still Mississippi State doesn't really bring that sex appeal for the nation to watch them. So right now, right. people only think LSU, they think Florida State, and that's where the human error is right now because they have not taken the time to see how this team has improved for the past three weeks. So I'm going to lean towards machine a little bit on this one because I have watched the film. I've seen the improvements. I think they're a damn good football team. Human error, you say, Aaron. Spoken like a true machine man. Welcome. We're going to get you over here to the cyborg side for long. Uh, so that is the first ever man versus machine. And let's be clear. We're going to get a lot of answers this weekend, and we'll see who is right. Uh, okay, next here on today's rundown, we're still going to get to Aaron's top five quarterbacks, and we got stiffs to staffs. But first, uh, kind of during the night, uh, Jeff Collins was fired from Georgia Tech, and somebody told me that in the middle of the show today, and I was like, oh, really? Okay, coming up next. And, that, I mean, that's kind of like, okay, he's fired. So him leaving is not as interesting now, obviously, as who gets a job. What are the expectations even at Georgia State, excuse me, at Georgia Tech? And there's one name in particular that kind of jumps to the four, and that is prime time. We talked about the other week. Not a fit for Auburn in the slightest. Is Deion Sanders a fit for the Yellow Jackets? No. Uh, yes, he is a fit. I guess he is. I okay. mean, I think he would okay. I think he'd do a good job. I don't know why you'd want that job, though. It's just it, – it's it's obviously it's the same issues that like a place like Vanderbilt has when it comes to especially the academic side, being able to recruit, being able to get kids there. Uh, the positive, just like we always talk about Vanderbilt, it's like, man, why can't Vanderbilt have success? You're in Nashville. You can recruit yeah. to that city. You have the uh, the ability to recruit to the academic side and kind of twist that to being positive. Say the same thing about Georgia Tech. It is a very good academic institution. It's right there in Midtown Atlanta. I don't live too far away. It's pretty badass. It's a great location. You're in a, uh, right now, probably the weakest conference in America. I think the Pac-12 has overtaken yeah. ACC. So the road to success is easier there uh, in the ACC. So, I mean, Dion in Atlanta, uh, that does make a lot of sense. But, you know, once again, it may be a place. We talk about certain schools that may need to go a certain route when it comes to offensive schemes. Maybe it is a place that you just have to run the triple option. Maybe Paul Johnson wasn't crazy just running the triple option and finding any way. Because you know you're not going to out-recruit Georgia. You're not going to out-recruit Clemson and, and certain schools inside the ACC. How do you win football games when you're not going to have the best players on the field? You have to do something outside the box, whether it is, you know, the the you know, the RPOs, crazy offenses, some of the ones we see right now, which is kind of, you know, a little bit more generic in, in today's world, or you go yeah. the triple option route. So maybe you go back to the triple option because you've kind of tried both out. And, you know, that's the one in my mind you're only going to have success with. But I would go once again. I would I would go after Dion. Might as well give it a shot. Big name. You need recruits. You need talent, and, and we know he can bring it in there. I mean, look, definitely uh, Dion in Atlanta makes sense, right? Shout out to Parker Horton in the chat who he he talked about this last week. So uh, yes, that makes sense. Now Kirby's visor says getting Georgia Tech frugal boosters to open up the pocketbook is like pulling teeth. And look, I think Dion would probably yeah. help in that regard, right? I mean, the amount of excitement and kind of juice that he would generate would get some people to maybe start to invest some money where they would not previously. I guess it's just, um, people don't to care me, about football. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I that's that that that's the problem. Like Dion and Atlanta makes sense. Um, yep. the brand of Georgia Tech, the school, and Dion don't make sense. Like the same way there are some core disconnects. I think with Auburn, it feels like there's some core disconnects with. Georgia Tech, and I think you hit the nail on the head, Aaron. The, the kind of bottom line one is really how much buy-in is there? How much desire is there to go all in to be good? And I'm just not sure that it's there. Now, as far as the triple option thing goes, it doesn't have to be triple option, but I think you're right. Like a gimmick offense that always helps you punch up. Like you, yeah. you that's you, if if you want to mask a lack of talent, that's why things like the air raid are successful at a lot of different spots. Right? If you could run these systems well, you can do what you need to do in order to win enough. But no, at the end of the day, I think Dion remains a very interesting and very attractive candidate. And one that can, he can kind of Napier this thing, man, you know, like he's comfortable. He can kind of wait till the perfect job comes up. You know, for a time it was thought to be maybe FSU, maybe not looking like it now with Norvell having success, but like Dion can chill till he kind of finds that perfect fit. If he wants yep. to, but then you know what? If you want to live in Atlanta, screw it. Go, <laughs> go, coach you Georgia Tech. Day, but uh, we'll, 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 we, we will see. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking think about no. the question. The question with Dion is, I think we all, you know, we all sort of are anticipating Auburn looking for a new head coach after this year. Uh, the writing's yeah. on the wall. I think we're all finally starting to buy in that at some point. I still think it's going to be after the year because I don't think that there's a another head coach personality on the Auburn you know, coaching staff right now that could take over for Harson, but you got a new AD coming in there. He's going to want to essentially clean house, bring in his guy that he wants to be the head coach. That's kind of his first big move when appointed athletic director for Auburn. So if both spots, if you're Dion and you know, both spots are going to be open, which one would you prefer? I would prefer the one with the better resources. I'd prefer the one that can recruit better. Ooh. I know it's in a tougher conference. I know it's against Alabama. Uh, as as your big, you know, you have to be compared against them all the time. But if there is a personality that could be in the same state as Nick Saban and handle their own, just like he does on the Affleck commercials, it would be Dion. <laughs> and I would rather much yeah. have a job at Auburn than I would at Georgia Tech. I don't know if if I'm with you and much rather, uh, but yes economic buy-in is probably the weightiest factor nowadays in yep. college football and you definitely you know have more of that uh, in the plains than you do in the city uh all right Aaron murray you know what time it is we do it every single monday i almost had to boycott the list today until i forced one of my guys on there but it is time for aaron murray's top five quarterbacks in college football week four edition Aaron murray who's the number five Woo, baby. Uh, it was tough. I actually, T-Bob had to uh, talk some sense into me a little bit on my top five. I had to take one out right before the show. Uh, just Get tells you how much T-Bob loves the quarterback position, how much he pays attention to it, because he knows you need quarterbacks in order to okay. win at this level. Relax. But T-Bob, I appreciate you Relax. focusing so much of your attention on these great quarterbacks You're across the country. You're taking it too far, dude. You're taking it too uh, far. Relax. Number, number five. Uh, this is T-Bob's pick, and I, I do agree with him on this, so I, I, this was a smart move by you. Uh, Jalen Daniels there at Kansas. Big, big game, not on the basketball court, but on the football field between Kansas and Duke, and the Jayhawks remain undefeated. They can't crack the top 25, but they just keep winning games, man. Keep winning. Well, finally, someone will show you some love, and a lot has to do with their quarterback. He's been tremendous. 
324, four touchdowns, Ooh. 83 yards rushing, and another touchdown on the ground. Listen, my hesitation with putting him in there, it's he's playing Duke. It's Duke. I know Duke's undefeated, but it's Duke and the Coastal sucks. I'll get into that later in the show. But he's been balling out, man, so we got to get him in here. Congratulations to him. Get in that number five spot, Jalen Daniels. Okay, real quick on Daniels. Yes, it was Duke. I get it. But for him, to me, why he deserves a list beyond just the raw numbers, which are great, right? There was so much riding on that game and him this last Saturday in front of the home crowd, finally for the first time in, I don't know, two decades or something. Or there's excitement, or a decade and a half. There's excitement around Kansas football. The crowd's pumped up. They've packed it out. It's a pretty good team they're going against. And Jalen Daniels didn't just rack up stats, but some of the throws that he were ma- yeah. he was making. I mean, these were dimes he was dropping in there. So when you combine the context of the setting with the quality of the play, absolutely top five quarterback in the country. All right, who's number four? All right, number four, the former Nebraska Husky quarterback made the right decision in the offseason, said, man, I can't take losing. Uh, I'm out of here. Bye-bye. And and I'm talking about Adrian Martinez here, and what a game <laughs> for him and Kansas State on the road versus Oklahoma. I didn't realize this stat till this morning. Uh, they're actually 3-1 and one versus OU the past four years. So we should have giving them a little bit more respect heading into the game, but we're all, you know, flying high in what Oklahoma's look like. But he made that defense look like Swiss cheese, was was like a new man. I've never seen him play that good. It's just maybe it was Nebraska that just kills people's dreams. So <laughs> 234 yards to the air, one touchdown, 148 and four touchdowns rushing. Uh, Kansas State, man, they are a player this year inside the Big 12. That was a huge win on the road versus Oklahoma, knocking them down. So one of my favorite new Twitter follows uh, ever since I became a Frosty Boy, Aaron, is Husk Guys on Twitter. And it's just, it's a Nebraska fan account, and it's constant memes, and they're just constantly depressed. And they were trying to fade Martinez so bad on Saturday. Because I guess he had, he literally had like, 14 or 15 game-winning drives opportunity in Nebraska. Never got one of them. Never Mm -hmm. got one. And then his first time in Kansas State, he pops off and he does it. And they beat Oklahoma. And the Husk guys were just beside him. I mean, they're like, I mean, good good for Martinez. I don't know how he finally did it now. Good for him, I guess. I guess what's what's right, the common denominator uh, all that is is it your boy Frosty yeah. Boy is the 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 the, the reason yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know but yeah, uh, great okay, game man. He, was, he was good man all right number three in this whole thing uh, a losing quarterback but he is also the prettiest quarterback in all of America Sam Hartman stole a lot of heart this past weekend uh, first Clemson on the big stage was was awesome I mean the 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 patience and the heart that he has to sit in there and essentially walk i mean just why it's crazy to watch he will walk the ball slow mesh is so odd dude it's so freaking i really want to know like how this offense even started because it is mind-blowing to me that the quarterback can just literally like he's walking down the street all right let me just walk and walk and walk and then pull it and his touch on the ball and some of those deep passes versus clemson is just a, a thing of beauty i think he has 13 touchdowns since he's been back from the blood clots. Uh, six touchdowns this past weekend. First one of the best defenses in America. Big shout out, my man. You kick some ass. You look good doing it. 
uh, just wish your defense would have shown up and you guys would have upset them Tigers. Uh, number two on this list, Aaron. Number two is the winning quarterback in that Wake Forest versus Clemson matchup. Oh. D-Day, D-J-U. Say it. Now say DJ it, you U. coward. You call games you on ESPN. It. Say it, you Uyunga coward. Uyunga yeah, Uyunglele. Uyunglele. There no, you go. Lele. Lele. Yeah. Yeah, I said Lele. We're back, back off. Lele. All right. I think it's Lele. It doesn't matter. You said it. Great job. Okay. DJ. What did we say? We said last week he had to get it done. Week four, my man, we put the pressure on you. You had to show up. And he did. He did in a big way. He looked damn good. Threw the ball like he had finally had some confidence. I give a shout out to his receivers too, man. His receivers play with a lot more confidence than what we've seen as well, because you know, we came to his defense last week. Everyone always wants to blame the quarterback, but I just didn't see that explosion on the outside from the Clemson receivers either. So to me, it was more of a entire offense moving in the right direction, led by DJU and his performance. Okay. Uh, five touchdowns, another 52 yards rushing, 371 through the air. And... Just can can he do it again next week in the week after, in the week after? Like, just don't tease us because he teased us his freshman year. He came in yeah. there and he looked freaking good. And we all were sipping the DJU Kool-Aid and then mm -hmm. there was no Kool-Aid. Slurping down that DJU, dude. Nope. Slurping it down. Just slurping it. So, uh, uh, all right. Number one quarterback number, of the week, Aaron. Number one is – the hooker man, uh, handed hooker there, got <laughs> the, the gator, got the gator yes. boogeyman off their back. Uh, man, he's good. Get him in the Heisman conversation. He is, is and you know, he's going to continue to put up stupid stats. He takes care of the football. He, he runs the football. Well, he throws one of the best deep balls in America, 349, two touchdowns, 112 yards rushing another touchdown through the through the ground as well um he's just fun to watch he's a mature quarterback 24 years old he plays like that and he did it without his best receiver cedric tillman was not in action yeah yes yes very good so, call. i forgot about just that think, you know you get you get cedric back with with some of these other weapons that are stepping up they just got to win one of the big games like if they can just find a way to win versus alabama or georgia give them the damn heisman well, uh, Aaron, this perfectly leads us in to our next segment. We do it every single Monday. It's little snips and snaps. You get it, right? It's the classic good or bad. You're in or you're out, okay? And it brings me to my first snip of the day because you're right. Tennessee was fantastic this week, and Knoxville was electric. Hendon Hooker, number one quarterback on Aaron's Murray's list. Well, then why in the hell in two weeks – is LSU Tennessee going to be at 11 a.m.? CBS, I am snipping you, you cowards. You absolute cowards, dude. Uh, so they, they, they taking you. So how it works. They're using their night slot on uh, Alabama A&M. Makes all the sense in the world. ESPN yeah. does not want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with that. They do not have a night college football game that day. Meaning the slot for LSU Tennessee would have been that 2.30 slot, the big boy. And yet, they go with your dogs, Aaron, against the Auburn Tigers. One of the seeming worst teams in football, definitely one of the worst teams in the SEC. Georgia is going to obliterate 
Auburn. And look, look, Tennessee LSU. I don't know what's going to happen. Tennessee wins that game most likely, but 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 I do not. I, I think I am well within reason to say it will be significantly better than Georgia Auburn. So snip you, CBS, for for ruining what should have been the best Tiger Stadium atmosphere of the season with an 11 a.m. kickoff. Shame on you. Spit on you. Well, don't worry. CBS won't be making these decisions about two years, so you can uh, – don't worry about it. Uh, so we're going to go snip first, I guess, correct? Or can I give a snap? What are we, what are we doing? Yeah, snip you can do whatever. Oh, you go snap. Go. All right. Now I'm going to snip first. I'm, I'm ticked off about okay. this. This has been a sensitive subject for me for a while now. Uh, I'm just going to let it off my chest again here on snaps. Kickers, man, you can't trust them. <laughs> just what are we doing? Just, just run the ball in, Missouri. Just go for it. Uh, Arkansas, I get it, but like kickers, we, 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 we play this game and then at the end of the day, we rely on them to win it for us. It's just, it's, it, once it's amusing. It really is like you have these 300 pound dudes going at it left and right. And, and honestly, the Missouri kicker may be 300 pounds. So he's kind of excluded from this, but, oh, uh, so we rely on these quarterback or these big guys to make all these plays. And then we ask these kickers to win it for us. At the end of the day, it's just it's it's actually quite hilarious, honestly. But just as these kids aren't professionals, um, so if you're a coach looking to win a game in the fourth quarter and you have an opportunity to continue to drive the football down the field and put it in the damn end zone, put it in the end zone. They should be the last freaking uh, resort. So that's my two bit on them once again, man. Freaking kickers. Look, man. So I don't like to be negative, but you've led me right into my second snip. And that is Eli Drinkwitz and Mizzou. Okay, first off, just a general snip because the manner in which they lost that game was so heartbreaking uh. and brutal that here, here is Eli Drinkwitz uh, as far as visuals go in his post-game press conference. And I think Drinkwitz's hair and just general appearance kind of speaks for itself. But also, I'm with you, Aaron. Don't set up for a field goal in college. That right there is the look of a man who tried to trust his kicker. Never trust college kickers. The fact that Mizzou did not just hand that ball off and try to find the end zone is unbelievable. And you know what they got? They got what they fucking deserved because that's what happens when you try to put it on the kicker like that. This ain't the NFL. Like Aaron Murray just told you, Eli, I'm sorry. Big time snip. And now you take a brutal beat in a game you had won. Oh, my God. The fumble to the back of the end zone, though. All right, what you got, Eric? I mean, Missouri, I think we talk about a horse being bye-bye after this year. I think Eli, unfortunately, because I love the dude. He's awesome, awesome, awesome man. He's awesome. Uh, I think Eli is going to be on his way out at the end of the season as well. That was kind of like the toilet bowl of the SEC. Uh, I think maybe the worst team in the SEC East and I is the worst team in the SEC West with the Auburn Tigers going at it, and it looked like – uh, to the worst teams in the SEC. Um, so uh, my next snip is uh, the ACC Coastal is bad. Bad, 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 bad. At least when you compare it to the Atlantic. Let's go to the Atlantic first. You got Clemson undefeated. Okay. Florida State's but Syracuse looks great. NC State looks great. Yeah. Wake Forest looks great. Louisville looks good-ish. And then Boston College. Like they're pretty good from their, their one through five is dominant. You look at the Coastal. Virginia Tech, not good. Duke, you know, got exposed this weekend versus Kansas. North Carolina can't stop a high school offense. Uh, oh, Pittsburgh, ball drop. Miami, embarrassing loss this past weekend. Virginia's awful. And then Georgia Tech just fired their head coach and athletic director. So I am snipping 
the coastal. It is a it is oh, the worst garbage. Division is the worst division possibly in all of uh, the Power Fives. I hope that global warming happens and they just all go underwater. Forget about it. Coastal my ass. Put them underwater, dude. Uh, yeah, by the way, Miami Air Murray, 0-3 all time against Middle Tennessee. I guess Middle Tennessee beat them like twice in the 30s. And so now they beat them again, dude. They don't want to They should never schedule them again. Uh, and that's a definite, definite snip as well for Cristobal, who's looking more and more like Cristofraud. All right, let's get to some positivity here. Uh, my first snap, and here's a visual from horns down as a celebration. I texted the boys. I got very concerned when I was watching the USC game and I saw somebody do a victory down. Never seen that before. Uh, and it's because there's no more satisfying Selly than throwing the horns down. Here is a Texas Tech fan, which, by the way, snip, same old Texas. Uh, Texas Tech fan rushing the field, and he horns down the cheerleaders and the mascot in their face. And, Brum, give me the still shot. Give me the still shot. Because you want to see simmering, uh, unadulterated rage. Look at old girl's face in this picture. You're like, oh, that's sad. And then zoom in. Zoom in. She wants to kill that man. That right there is the definition of putting on a brave face when all you want to do is commit murder inside. So uh, horns down. Snap, snap, snaps. The best celebration in college football. Oh, that was awesome. You got all right, let's get, a little, let's get a little positive talk over here because we've been – very negative, and we've been very negative about one team in specific this entire season, and that is Texas A&M and Jimbo. And Jimbo getting paid oh. all that money not to perform. You know, paid all that money not to put points on the board and not get in the red zone. Well, they didn't put a lot of points on the board, but at least they won. A uh, huge win for the Aggies, 23-21. you got to give them some love, man. That is a, a heck of a win against a top-10 team. Uh We'll see if they can keep getting better. Uh, they looked – once again, you know how I feel about Max Johnson. I think that he, he, he's going to continue to possibly open up this offense. But to win a game against Arkansas and, and, and start getting some of that juju back and let the boosters know that their money is not completely all to waste is a good yeah. feeling for everyone there in College Station. Yeah, uh, I hate it, but you're right. All right, look. Um, well, okay, a uh, couple quick ones here. Uh, snaps, slow mesh offense. I got to be honest, guys. First time I've ever watched the Wake Forest game that closely. I've never seen anything like that offense. It's so freaking weird. I can't imagine what it's like to play running back in that offense and every run is basically a draw. And again, snaps to all the nerds out there because guess what house of the dragon is fire rings of power is pretty damn good and Andor may be some of the best star wars that has ever been made we'll see we'll see at least that's where my head is that right now hey, one, more, snap one, more snap for one more snap for your boy uh we talk about acc coastal being god awful gotta get some shout out to the big 12 right now that conference is yep. I don't know who's going to win it. You, you kind of expected Oklahoma to be that team this year, but Kansas kicking butt. Baylor's Baylor. Kansas State with the big win. Texas Tech with the big win. Oklahoma State's undefeated. We're off. TCU's undefeated. Iowa State, I th obviously think Oklahoma still has a chance, and Texas is still a good team, especially when they get Quinn Ewers back at quarterback. So right now, I don't know who the hell is going to beat the you know win in the, in the Big 12, um, which is yeah. good and bad because if they all keep beating each other up, they may not get a team in the playoffs, but at least it's going to make for an exciting season for all those Big 12 fans. So uh, you should have fun watching each and every week because, honestly, 
I think anyone could be anyone right now in that conference besides maybe West Virginia. Yeah, again, the machines have the Big 12 as the second best conference in football right now. And the machines also just moved uh, the Pac-12 ahead of the ACC. All right, that is another edition of Snaps. Uh, Aaron Murray, go have yourself a hell of a radio show. Thank you so much, man. And uh, Oh, wait, are you doing radio night or just uh, football touchdown club in Savannah? Just touchdown club in Savannah. So nice. Maybe a little run in, get my mind right. Go go preach about how great snaps is to people here in Savannah. Maybe I need some business cards. I need to start leaving in places. You want to get into some intellectual conversations about the validity of modern art versus classical? Uh, you're in the right city to do so. So I need you to wash those greasy Daytona vibes out of your hair. You need to put on some glasses, maybe even throw a scarf on, and just get ready to highfalutin it up a little bit tonight, okay? Just be very pretentious. Just talk about cinema and and some and and talk about the you know the glut of Marvel movies now and how it's just completely ripped out the soul of the cinema and you'll be just fine. Uh Ryan Brumley, our excellent producer whom we love so much. Ryan, thank you so much. And a huge thank you as always to everybody hanging out in the chat to Whitmaster Hart, Curry Visor, T Pat, a barge. Uh, we got Parker Horton, Brad Powell, Bry Burgess, all y'all, man. Look. Continue to help us grow the show, okay? Hit the like button. Share it with your friends. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Rate and review the pod and share that with your friends. If you sign up for FanDuel, use the promo code SNAPS because we love doing this. Thank you all so much, and we will see you tomorrow. The Volume. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.